Why should you invest heavily in the Colts, Chiefs, and Lions in DFS and price picks this week? It's time to break it down right here and right now as we close week five and our look ahead on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Maduke, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com. All right, Michelle, we are almost done with our week five advanced look here. Uh, we did have a result that was crazy last night. Justin Fields, Sam Howell, and of course, DJ Moore going off, if you had any of those guys. So DJ Moore, I said uh, they might be a steal in career year. I think he already might be having that after five weeks, after one night. Um, so I don't know what to do about the other commander's assets and Bears assets, but at least uh, those uh, quarterbacks came through and we had one big receiving performance. Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields came through and a lot of people were playing him because of the buys or, you know, disappointments elsewhere. So he really came through for his fantasy managers. Sam Howell had an OK week. Like if if you needed to plug him in, you're not upset by his fantasy performance. And Khalil Herbert was on his way to having a pretty nice game before he got injured. But then also Roshan Johnson was injured. So we got nothing out of that backfield. And Brian Robinson, what a letdown that was. Yeah. And Get this. I mean, you get almost 400 passing yards from Sam Howell, yet somehow Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson do nothing in this game. It is insane. Logan Thomas, he only has eyes for the tight ends. It's pretty wild. I, I don't know what to do. Like, I kind of want to burn everything after I saw last night. Just everything I know is just out the window. But it was weird because I was excited because Sam Howell played well and I played him in for Justin Herbert. But I also had the commander's defense that was yeah. hard to watch but they somehow got one point i thought i was headed to negativity but they somehow got one point in the game so that's what i take but uh, i was pleasantly surprised at sam howell now we need to move on to better and bigger things unless you had howell or fields or more we uh, still have to look at dfs this week so we'll do that thanks for making lockdown fantasy football your first day we're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player league it's your team every day, your fantasy football team every day as well. This episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by Price Picks. It's the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockdownFL. Use the promo code, all lowercase, LockdownFL, for first deposit match up to $100. And we will have our six Price Picks picks of the week later in the show. But first, Michelle, let's dive into our DFS selections here. And we do this uh, by looking at some... First, some quarterbacks and wide receivers we like. Then we look at running backs and tight ends. We want to target their price points on FanDuel, and then we'll uh, see if we have any crossover with that into our price fix picks. So all related here. So, Michelle, I'll let you kick it off looking at your two quarterbacks that you're targeting in FanDuel DFS this week. Yeah, so I have one super, super cheap option if you need uh, you know, to save some money on quarterback or the most expensive option of the week. So I'll start with the cheap one. Cardinals quarterback Josh Dobbs sitting at only 6,600 on FanDuel in uh, tournaments. Listen, the thing is, 
he keeps putting up over 40 rushing yards each game, each of the last three games that already right there starts you with four points. That's as much as yep. you get for a passing touchdown. You're getting a free passing touchdown starting Josh Jobs, and he's been putting up fantasy points, 25 points, 17 points, 23 points. Like, I think he's a really good, cheap option. I, I don't know how much they're going to be able to run against the Bengals, but they're going to be able to throw, and I really like Josh Jobs in, just in general, but this matchup doesn't scare me. And then if you have the cash, if you save you know money elsewhere, pay up for Patrick Mahomes this week. I think this is the week to do it against the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know how they're going to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes because they get very little pass rush without blitzing. And like they have to blitz, blitz, blitz. But if you blitz Patrick Mahomes, he's going to destroy you. So I, I'm just excited to see him go off in this game. Well, you saw Justin Herbert have a massive game against the Vikings in week three. I think we're going to see a similar thing for Patrick Mahomes. So if you have, if there's a week that you're going to pay up for a quarterback, I, I think it's this week with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, don't forget, he knows Minnesota, not exactly that stadium, but his dad pitched for the Twins for a period of time, so he's probably going to get some clips of him running around in the Metrodome and doing his thing and being like a happy kid, knowing he's going to be the future fantasy football star that we all need him to be, and come back here in this matchup. Yeah, the Vikings secondary stinks. This is as good as it gets for get well game, and Look, last week was a little sloppy, too. That's why you also like Patrick Mahomes. He had two interceptions. He could have had more than that against the Jets' defense. So he'll be eager to make amends in this game. So I really like those two calls, the cheap and expensive. I have uh, the same kind of combination here. I'll go with my cheap one first here. It's uh, not for the faint of heart, but it's Zach Wilson. Speaking of the Chiefs, that was a great performance last week. I mean, he was uh, one of the first quarterbacks to outduel Patrick Mahomes all around. They didn't win the game. But all in terms of the numbers, the efficiency, not having the turnovers, Zach Wilson was the, by the numbers, best quarterback on the field in that game, which, of course, <laughs> is a par for the course in this unpredictable season. But you look at the matchup this week that could warm him up nicely. I like the matchups all around. Uh, Pat Sertain, too, struggling. So Garrett Wilson got a ton of targets last week. Al Lazard getting in the mix here. I think you could see a Tyler Conklin touchdown as well, something that uh, we've talked about. And Brees Hall, known forget about him. A lot of his damage can come in the short passing game. So this is really not about Zach Wilson, but the weapons and the defense that he's facing this week. So I, I do like that price point, but I think yeah, I would play him more in tournaments. There's no way I look at him in a cash game because he's so volatile. But this next quarterback, I could look at both formats. It's Anthony Richardson, 8,300. Now we've uh, bumped him up pretty much in every week top 10 play barring any injury or anything that uh, happens to his receiving core, but we know most of his value comes from running. So look at this uh, matchup. I think this will be a very good passing matchup for him against the Titans at home. They're going to get things going. Like if he just took away his rushing, he would still be a very productive quarterback here <laughs> in fantasy. So look, I'm buying now the Anthony Richardson train. I didn't know again, rookies just, we don't see him and CJ Stroud just coming in and playing well, but right now, you got to say the matchup is really nice, and he's looked really good at home, Michelle, as well. Like, when he's had the opportunities, I think he likes playing in Indianapolis. So everything lines up here for Richardson as my payup this week. And now I will turn back to you to uh, if you have any questions about those quarterbacks, but I think you're also going to bring up uh, potential stacks for uh, Mahomes and Richardson this week. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I have a stack with your Anthony Richardson one. And listen, Anthony Richardson's just been a fantastic fantasy quarterback so far. So I, I do think it's worth paying up for him. This is a little bit of a tough matchup, like you said, to run against, but he can get it done through the air as well. And it is different being a, a mobile quarterback compared to just stopping a running back, right? So I still think he's going to get some yards on the ground. But I have Michael Pittman. He's 6,600. It's not too expensive. And because he disappointed last week, right? He had led the team with five targets. He still led the Colts with five targets, but he came down with just one reception for 15 yards. It was an absolute garbage week for him when it comes to fantasy. But, um, you know, the Vic or the, the Titans are allowing the fourth most receptions to wide receivers this year, seventh most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. We've seen monster weeks from wide receivers against the Titans so far this season. I think Michael Pittman gets back to what he was doing the first three weeks of the season and, and has a really nice game. So I like to plug him in. And then I have a cheap option to go with your Patrick Mahomes stack. So if you're paying up for Patrick Mahomes, you're going to have to find cheap options elsewhere. And it's on his same team, a guy he's going to be connecting with, wide receiver, Rashi Rice. I've been talking about him quite a bit, but I think this is his breakout game leading the Chiefs wide receivers and targets and receptions this year. And the Vikings are allowing a league high receptions to wide receivers this season. And that's including the commanders and uh, bears playing an extra game. They've still allowed more receptions than those two teams, but uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Devonta Smith, Mike Evans, all put up great games against the Vikings. And then even Adam Thielen, Josh Palmer and Terrace Marshall scored 14 plus points. So I think he has kind of a safe floor this week with a really high ceiling and then my last wide receiver I'm going to name here that I really like for DFS is uh, Texans wide receiver Tank Dell. I'm going back to him. I know it was a down week for him last week with Nico Collins getting everything. But if you just go to the two weeks prior, I mean, he put up 20 plus points in both week two and week three, had over 200 yards, two touchdowns over that span. I do think like Nico Collins will have AJ Terrell more focused in on him which should allow Tank Dell, uh, you know, more opportunities this week. I don't think the Texans are going to be able to run the ball. Tons of throwing. So I, I like Tank Dell there as well. He's one of the cheaper options uh, to go um, with your Patrick Mahomes pick as well, too, if you spend up. Yeah, I really like your picks here. I mean, Michael Pittman was on my radar as well for this week. And, again, he also is going to be a squeaky wheel because he didn't get the ball enough. They threw the random tight ends last week ahead of Michael Pittman. That's getting it corrected this week. Tank Dell, I think it's going to be week to week based on the matchup, but this looks like a Dell week. Again, we've compared a lot loosely to Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk there. Similar things at play here. I do have a scenario where you could uh, stack C.J. Stroud with Tank Dell and Dalton Schultz in a twist here based on where the matchups are inside, and you could go there and you could do a triple onslaught there with the Texans if you wanted to. And the Chiefs look... I've got another way you could go with Patrick Mahomes. It's going to cost you a little bit more, but I like the cheap option that he had with Rashi Rice. And it's interesting that you had two rookie receivers. It seems like rookies are doing a lot of damage across the board here. And I've got two. One has been steady, but not spectacular. That's Zay Flowers. I have him listed here at a pretty good price at 5,900 on FanDuel. I think this is a great matchup for him. The Steelers secondary is really struggling here. So, I think he's working outside enough to take advantage of that matchup wherever he lines up. Levi Wallace, Patrick Peterson, uh, Peterson's a little bit banged up. So it's a really good spot here for Flowers to get going. And uh, now that Mark Andrews has reestablished himself, I think you'll get some favorable coverage looks here with Flowers. So I like that. And we talked about him like crazy here. Now, Jordan Addison is an interesting player because he can be zero. He's a classic boomer bust type 
receiver as a rookie, but the key for him is staying on the field. And now when the Vikings are in a control of a game, he's not going to be on the field much because they'll pivot to the two tight end sets, bring in Josh Oliver with TJ Hawkinson. And when they do that, he's not on the field. It's KJ Osborne and Justin Jefferson. It's really hard, Michelle, uh, breaking news, to score fantasy points when you're not on the field. So this week he should be on the field because they go to 11 personnel. When they trail, it's a negative game script against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have two good outside corners, but they're hurting a little bit. So when I look at that, work the middle of the field with Addison, get him open, get some big plays here. So I do like his price point as well to go off. And I think I think Flowers more cash game play, Addison more a tournament play. And then this guy, I think if you're looking for a bargain basement, it's not exciting, but Traylon Burks is hurt. DeAndre Hopkins is doing nothing. For some reason, Ryan Tannehill cannot quit Nick Westbrook Akine. He likes this guy so much. At 5,500, look, he's went seamlessly into Traylon Burks' role, and he did something. Burks was doing nothing with that job. And now you look at Colts, secondary, not very good. If we think Richardson and Pittman are going to do well and the Colts are going to put up points, you would think on the other side, Ryan Tannehill is going to have to put it up and get some targets here. Maybe you'll see more Ty J Spears on the field at some point if they have to go into that mode. So NWI, what I call him, he's not very exciting, but again, he's a cheap play. And sometimes we need that with our high upside plays to make those work or to pay up for some guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like your Zay Flowers pick definitely against the Steelers. I mean, we they can't stop anything. So if Zay yeah. Flowers is ever going to have a great big week, it'll be it'll be this week for sure. Uh, we have a lot of great running backs and tight ends to get into in our next segment, uh, but I think we have a sponsor to talk about first. Yes, we do, and we'll get right into it here and check them out. Um, definitely a company that uh, I'm proud to represent here. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And if you don't know what Bird Dogs is, it's just a premier company here that you're looking at for the best apparel you can get. I'm actually wearing some Bird Dogs now. I have their white tech hat on. I also am sporting their shorts that are really cool and comfortable. And they're going to keep you dry all the time, all day long. And they're just going to be a good fit. They're Way cheaper than Lululemon, and they're going to fit better for you as well. So uh, I can't say enough about Bird Dogs. It's uh, really something that I'm wearing every day. It doesn't matter uh, now in the South. It's still pretty hot here, so we can do that. And uh, Bird Dogs is going to do the exact same thing that khaki shorts do, but they're going to fit a lot slimmer through the thigh and leg to give you a truly sculpted look, and it's really great here. And they're really – you can't uh, go wrong with bird dogs, uh, whatever you're looking at there. And uh, they're always uh, offering some uh, free promotions. I got this hat with them. And you can uh, go now to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter the promo code locked on NFL at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's right. That's what they're giving away now. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a water bottle free with checkout. You want to keep your bird dogs on and we promise you won't want to take them off we promise you all right michelle it is time to continue as you teased before the break here that we're going to look at our running back and tight end pick so i'll let you dive into it this guy we've circled in pen several times this week we mentioned how much we love his matchup but i'll let you talk about him it's Brees hall and then you got two more nice picks as well yeah, the thing is, probably a lot of people will be playing Brees yeah. Hall uh, in You'll big contests. 
Yeah, it's going to be because he's only 6,500, right? So yeah. he's still super cheap compared to the top guys. And he has the talent of the top guys. Unfortunately, he just hasn't gotten the work so far. But if we can trust coaches, and we can always, but Jets head coach, Robert Sala, says there's no more, they're no longer going to limit Brees Hall snaps. But the reason why I believe it is because, like, Dalvin Cook is looking terrible. Michael Carter is just a dude. Like, if you want to win games and you want to be better, you got to get the hand, the ball into the hands of Brees Hall. And Brees Hall's leading the NFL right now, averaging 6.6 .6 yards per carry among all players with 30-plus carries this season. And over the last three weeks, we know how bad the Broncos have been, but they've allowed Devin Achan, Raheem Mostert, Brian Robinson, and Khalil Herbert to each put up 22 plus fantasy points against them i really think Brees hall has upside to finish as the rb1 this week so i know a lot of people will probably be plugging him in but i don't think you want to miss out on that and then i have one guy that's pretty expensive but i think he's worth it especially if you play a josh Dobbs or a zach wilson and you save money at quarterback you can pay up at another position and that's Bijan robinson $8,200, but still $800 less than Derrick Henry, less than David Montgomery, less than Saquon Barkley, only 200 more than Mostert. So I think this type of talent is worth paying up for when he gets a type of matchup against the Houston Texans. I really think this is like Arthur Smith's dream, right? This is him going to heaven. He gets to face a team that you can run on, and he that's all he's going to do. And Bijan Robinson, I, I just think, is going to put up a monster game here. So I want to pay up for him if I'm able to. And then my last running back, this is does not excite me whatsoever but i think you know it's just one of those safe plays gus edwards six thousand dollars on FanDuel against the pittsburgh steelers again the steelers defense they have the pass rush with tj watt but besides that they can't stop anybody when it comes to yards in the through the air or on the ground so i think gus edwards could get into the end zone he'll have high efficiency and last week we saw he had a season high 15 carries. If he gets that type of workload again against the Steelers, he should have a pretty solid game overall. Yeah, uh, like that, uh, there's a very good chance he finds the end zone. Really, all three of these guys could easily find the end zone in their matchups, and that they can really boost your score and make things a lot easier. And you kind of need those touchdowns uh, when you're playing these guys in DFS environments now. One guy I'm pretty certain is going to score a touchdown this week as well is David Montgomery because that's what he does. That's what this role seems to do for the Lions every week. Jamal Williams was a scoring machine. Montgomery is a better overall running back than Jamal Williams, and he's got the ball a lot here, and we know they're going to be ahead against the Panthers. He's going to grind things out. The Panthers' run defense is atrocious. So it all lines up. Sometimes I'm a little bit wary. Is it too good to be true with something? But, look, Dave Montgomery's looking healthy. That's the thing. I know he had one game, the Seattle game, where he had to step out, but he came back quickly and played and uh, was very productive in that Packers game. So he is uh, well-rested now, and they're going to let him loose in this one. So I like it. I like it a lot here with uh, David Montgomery, and uh, he might pop up in our prize picks as well. We'll see. And then Joe Mixon, look, the Cardinals, that's their weakness, and the Bengals really need a win. Look, they're – Wide receiver core is going to miss T. Higgins. Joe Burrow's not playing well. Their offensive line is on its heels here in pass protection. How do you cure all this stuff? Run the ball. The Cardinals cannot stop the run really that well. So get Joe Mixon involved. Get Throw short passes to him if it's a little bit bottled up. Remember that you have him in the backfield. Use that. Play him off the defense. And that's might be a sneaky stack this week because I look at the Cardinals off 
defensive line. You could get some sacks there. So that the correlated stack between Mixon and the Bengals defense, you won't have to pay a lot either for the Bengals D against Josh Dobbs in that one. So I like that. And I want to go to the other side and stay on this game for James Conner. I think you look at the Bengals, they're pretty weak against the run. They allowed uh, Derrick Henry to get going last week. Overall, Connor has been the lifeblood of this Cardinals offense. It's not bad at all. So same game. I think you have some pretty good value. He's only at 6,500. He had to mix in 7,000. So those are my picks here. I, I think Montgomery is pretty obvious. But maybe under the radar of this game, uh, Bengals-Cardinals, and I think there's going to be more fantasy value than you think. I think Joe Mixon's a really under the radar play this week because he's not an exciting name anymore. Yeah. And he, it, you know, but he always has one huge, huge game in every season too. And it always puts him into the, like the top 10 fantasy yeah. running backs and everyone's like, see, you finished high. It's like, okay. Cause of one good week, he always has that one monster 50 point week. This could be it against the Cardinals. And like you said, they really need to find something else because Joe Burrow in this passing game is not working. So maybe they lean on Joe Mixon. I actually, now that you say that, I love this play and I'm keeping that in mind for sure. I have another guy in this game moving over to tight ends. It's Zach Ertz. He's pretty much the only value I love this week tight end obviously Travis Kelsey would be a fantastic play if you can afford that in your lineups but it's hard to be able to afford a Travis Kelsey because they make him so expensive for a reason because he's fantastic but uh Zachary it's $5,100 so you're saving quite a bit of money here at tight end and I brought this up yesterday in our tight end ranking show he has the second most targets among all uh tight ends this season behind only TJ Hawkinson has He's one of the four tight ends to have over 20 receptions this year with Hawkinson, Laporta, and Ingram. He's had some tough matchups, but he's still getting it done. And against the Bengals, I think this is actually a pretty nice matchup. The Bengals have allowed Mark Andrews, Tyler Higbee, and Josh Josh Wiley, the rookie tight end for the Titans. They each scored double-digit fantasy points against the Bengals over the last three weeks. So I really like this matchup for Zach Ertz, and it goes with my Josh Dobbs stack as well. So if you have Josh Dobbs, I like putting him with uh, Zach Ertz here. And then my other tight end, this is purely just, you know, throwing him in my lineup and praying and, you know, wishing. And that's pretty much what you have to do with tight ends. But Darren Waller, $6,100. He is a little bit expensive, but still a good $2,600 less than Kelsey. Gets to go against the Dolphins. You expect the Dolphins are going to put up a lot of points. And the Giants are going to have to pass a lot. I mean, they did last week as well, and he didn't do a whole lot. But in weeks two and three, he had eight and seven targets. If he gets that kind of target share against the Dolphins, I think he has a pretty nice game. Yeah, I like those choices. I mean, Waller is good in concept. He needs to have the execution, right? And yeah. really, it starts with Daniel Jones, and maybe this will be a game that's out of hand, and there'll be some garbage like we saw in the – Cardinals game where they came back, there could be some of that as well. Zach Ertz is a good call. I think Trey McBride, if you're going really cheap and hoping for something, you could go there. But I think Zach Ertz is still the main tight end here for the Cardinals. So good calls there. You mentioned Travis Kelsey a few times. I don't know, Michelle, if it's the weird price this week. We know why he's priced 87 89 This never happens. It's kind of like those uh, – it has to be that, Taylor yeah. Swift related because no, it is. It is. It's his jersey okay. number plus Taylor Swift seminal okay, album, okay, okay. nineteen eighty nine or whatever. Yeah. So then you think about that combination. It is related, but it's going to draw me in when I see it. It's drawing me in, and it's also drawing me in because Travis Kelsey has not had 
yet his monster Travis Kelsey type game. And I know the Vikings secondary is bad, but Travis Kelsey is deployed like a wide receiver. They can get him out there, make some plays. Harrison Smith is a little bit banged up. The Vikings linebackers are not that good either. So they got to get him going. I mean, the Swifties are watching these games. They need more than just one touchdown. That's not enough for me. I need a hundred yard game. I need 13 to 15 targets, catch 10, 10 for 102. That's what I need out of Travis Kelsey. If I'm going to really feel like he's Travis Kelsey. So I think he's overdue for that type of game. I know he missed week one with the injury. So it could be coming here with the ankle is everything is so fine now with Kelsey. He's had some time. So I, I'm, I'm going for it, not just for the funny price point, but look, it, it's going to cost you. And I don't know if you can get a stack with him and Mahomes, but I think this is a good play because a lot of people are going to look at that price and maybe turned off, or maybe some will really like that. And my other one I'm going to pay up also is uh, Sam Laporta. I look at the situation here developing for the Lions. The Panthers are not good at covering the tight end at times. And now who's, who might be out for this game? I'm on Rossi Brown. So what happens? They might get Jameson Williams on the outside. Who's going to be Jared Goff's target on the inside? It's going to be a lot of Sam Laporta if there's no Emon Ra in the slot. So I think they'll have to mix it up between probably the other three receivers because none of them are really dedicated slots. So I think you'd see Laporta seeing a lot of key snaps. Maybe you'd see them pivot to more 12 personnel this week because of Khalif Raymond and James Williams just getting back and Josh Reynolds. So this is getting a little bit deeper here, but I like the matchup to start with. And now the matchup says more targets could funnel inside Laporta. So he was a late guy that I added. I was targeting some other players. I looked at the Ertz and Waller as well. But Laporta is where I'm going this week, I think. Yeah, I like that. And also very interesting if Amon Ra does sit, Jamison Williams. Yeah. I know he's going to be playing limited snaps, but becomes interesting. I mean, play. we saw what he had two touches last year and they went both for long touchdowns. So you, he yeah. doesn't need a lot of snaps or touches. So just something to keep in mind there. Um, in our last segment to close out the show, we're going to give you our favorite prize picks of the week. But first we got a little, uh, little message from our sponsors. Do you love playing daily fantasy? Try out Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a skill-based real money daily fantasy sports game. How does it work? You pick 2 to 6 players and if they go more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. At Prize Picks, you aren't competing against other people, it's just you versus projections available instead of battling thousands of other players including pros and sharks. Prize Picks adds a ton of excitement to the sports viewing experience. Players can choose from a vast selection of sports and stat types not offered anywhere else. They can even pick in-game projections at after a game has started, which includes halves, quarters, periods, and more. Vinny and I are in this last segment on today's show. We're going to give you each our three favorite prize picks picks of the week. So don't miss out on those. And how you sign up and play is you go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash LOCKDOWNNFL, and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, now that everyone knows where to go sign up to play prize picks, Vinny, give me your three favorite picks of the week that you're saying smash and go make some money. Yeah, I cheated a little bit here because uh, these are two crossovers with my DFS. 
stuff this week, but this is DFS in a different way with prize picks. And if you like the matchups uh, and you like more on players, uh, these are matchups we really like. Obviously, we're going the positive direction with these if we're going more. So Michael Pittman Jr., just just to point out the number he has, it's 57.5 is his projection on prize picks. That's his receiving yards. I mean, that's pretty low, I think. I mean, I think he can get there pretty easily. 60 Yards. I mean, that should be in the mix for him, right? That's not asking for a lot. If he gets uh, eight, ten targets, I think he can get there easily. So that's all you really need there with Michael Pittman. So I really like that number. It's uh, rather low. So I'm going more there than that uh, 57.5 receiving yards. Dave Montgomery also going back there. And this one, hey, he doesn't have to score for this one, Michelle. I like him more than 70.5 yards rushing. This is a terrible Panthers run defense. It made Alexander Madison look great last week. Sorry. But <laughs> you let, sometimes it's uh, week to week, right? But David Montgomery in this Lions rushing attack is a top-level rushing attack. I mean, the Vikings are getting better with Madison. This one is already elite here. So I look at it more than 70.5 yards rushing. Yeah, he's hit that in all three healthy games this season easily. So we're going with him there. And then finally, I'll give you one less than, Michelle, on the negative side. I think this Stefan Diggs number, he's had a monster week. He's coming off a monster week. You know the attention's going to be on him. And the Jaguars have a really good corner there in Tyson Campbell. Now, I could see Stefan Diggs scoring maybe once or twice in this game. But in terms of the yardage, I think it's going to be really hard. So 84.5, I'm going with less than 84.5 yards receiving. This is another Gabe Davis opportunity. Spread the ball around. Josh Allen is not going to force it to digs after his big game. And Tyson Campbell is a legit presence there that we do have to be wary of. And he's been really great against uh, fantasy number ones here since the beginning, kind of the middle of last season. Yeah, I think you're going to be sweating it out a little bit with Stefan Diggs because you, you he are. can be such a monster. <laughs> but that is a really high line uh, against yeah. a corner that's that's pretty solid. So I, you know, less than hit more than we like yeah. to admit. We love to take the more than because yeah. it's fun to root for the players. Uh, but I like you being bold there. I, of course, on my three uh, picks, I chose more than because I, yeah. I'm just that kind of girl. But I went with Garrett Wilson, more than 59 and a half receiving yards against the Broncos. I talked about, um, you know, him in our wide receiver ranking show. I just I think he's going to have a huge week. He got 14 targets last week, turned into yeah. nine receptions for 60 yards, but it did look like the connection with him and Zach Wilson was getting better, right? It, it looked stronger and it was against the hard chiefs defense. I think against this Broncos defense, it, if he even gets close to 10 targets or anywhere around there, he's going to hit the 60 mark. He's done it in two of three games or two of four games so far. I, I think he'll do it against the Broncos who've just been allowing this to like every wide receiver this year. And then CD lamb, uh, sorry, Cowboys wide receiver, almost said Broncos CD lamb, a Cowboys wide receiver going up against the 49ers more than 66 and a half receiving yards. The last two weeks have not been great for CD Lamb, 53 yards, 36 yards. But I think he has a big game in this matchup. They're going to have to keep up with the 49ers offense. And what's great for him is that Traverius Ward, who's the 49ers only good corner, is going to be lined up with Michael Gallup. And CD Lamb's out of the slot, and the 49ers cannot cover the slot. They haven't been able to last year. They can't do it this year. And the 49ers are giving up actually a lot of yards to wide receivers this season. I, I think 
like Isaiah Oliver, their slot corner, not going to be able to cover CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb last year in the playoffs had 117 receiving yards against the 49ers, and I expect the Cowboys to lose, but I still think he's going to put up a huge game. So I'm smashing that more than 66 and a half receiving yards for CeeDee Lamb. And then last, I'm going to go off a guy I chose earlier in my running backs for DFS, B. John Robinson, more than 79 and a half rushing yards. He's hit over 102 of the last three games. As I said, I think Arthur Smith, all he's going to want to do is run in this game. The Texans allowed Travis Etienne to have 88 yards in week three. Zach Moss to have 88 rushing yards in week two. Najee Harris only hit 71, but he averaged over five yards for carry. Yeah, that's a lot for him. And he averaged over five yards for carry, so it didn't have to do with efficiency. Yeah. The Texans were allowing him to get whatever he wanted. Uh, Bichon's just going to be able to run all over this defense, so taking more than 79 and a half rushing yards for him. Yeah, and it's okay to double dip in DFS. I mean, you should. If you're thinking about a player doing well, I mean, why wouldn't you think they're going to do well in all the formats that's that are available to him? Price picks is a great way to get in on the action, as we've seen. It's just a little bit simplified here for you, just more or less with all these players. And uh, we've had a pretty good track record so far. Last week, a little bit tricky with some of the things going on. But, look, it's going to be week to week with these things. So you just have to look and find uh, the numbers and projections that work for you on price picks because it can be a lot of fun. And we're going to keep bringing you those price picks, picks the week, our pick six there for you every week here on the show. That means we've wrapped up another week here on Locked on Fantasy Football ahead of the week five games. Good luck in all your Sunday and Monday matchups here for Locked on Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Shama Juke. Bye, y'all.